Guys, welcome to this week's Close Listen, and man, I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual, and today it's going to be a preview, a preview into a, what we're going to be listening about. Also, you taking, you guys taking notes, this could be in terms of what I'm doing, and you'll be able to take the notes, uh, uh, take proper notes in regards to what I'm saying instead of you and my blog. There's a number of different ways that you can actually uh, better yourself as an individual. So over the next few podcasts, today and then next Monday, because Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, those are specials, TOEFL, International Guest Speaker, speaker, and IELTS. So going into next week, next Monday, you guys are going to hear another wonderful, 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 wonderful podcast in terms of this close listening. But first, we need to get some vocabulary into this. So again, vocabulary development, the preview, the listening, we're going to talk about children's sports and identity. So basically we have eight vocabulary terms. Okay. So on the left side or whichever, it depends on you. You could write eliminate, motivate, enhance, outrage, initiative, prestige, interfere, and protective. Write those eight words on the left side of your paper. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to throw some sentences out there. We're going to discuss some of these. And then, of course, you're going to identify four sentences you feel strongly about. Okay? And then I would love for you to share those sentences with me on my Instagram or on my blog or wherever you would like to share the sentences in general. Do you understand what I'm saying? So... Again, let me repeat these words. Eliminate, motivate, enhance, outrage, initiative, prestige, interfere, and protective. That's right. Left side, and now you're going to get the eight sentences, and your goal is to put them into these eight sentences. Now, if you do not want to hear my answers, make sure you cut off the podcast after I repeat these sentences. I'm sorry, not repeat, but after I speak these sentences out loud. So follow me. Number one, all competitors would space their sports performances if they had the opportunity. Number two, it would be impossible to space all elements of competition from society. Number three, most sports competitors will do anything for the space of winning. Number four, parents and teachers should not space in children's playground games. Number five, parents should avoid being two mm, of their children in team sports. Number six, prize money is the most effective way to space sports competitors. Number six, prize money. What, did I just say that? Number seven, the government should take the space to fund more public sports centers. And number eight, we are right to feel space when a sports competitor is revealed as a cheat. So with this being being said, you have your eight words and you have those spaces. Now, if you want to stop this, 
put you know put your answers in then come back that's perfectly fine i might not i might not tell you all of the answers so if you want all the all of man my english is everywhere right now i don't know what's going on if you want the answers make sure you notify me or message me i will be more than happy to give you the answers but i'm very very i feel very strongly about a couple of these let me give you an example prize money is the most effective way to to what to what it, it can it be uh to, to 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 motivate so i'm gonna give you an example of this do i feel do i feel that this is uh true no i feel this is absolutely false and this is why i believe like the nba is broken in america the basketball association i believe the nfl is broken because i believe that after most males i'm not going to say women but predominantly males once they make it they plateau and they get the money that dog that inner motivation that intrinsic motivation is gone i'm going to give you another example eric thomas love this man to death if you guys don't love him again he speaks a lot of slang but he can motivate a turtle to fly this is one of the greatest human beings that will ever grace this planet. It is the sh Eric Thomas is the number one leader in America. Let's just put it like that because America lacks a lot of leaders. We, we are not like South Africa with Kolisi, okay, the South African rugby uh, uh, champion captain. We're not like Elliot Kipchoge, okay, of Kenya. In America, we don't have as many amazing leaders as African nations do for whatever reason. And so Eric Thomas is that leader. So here I am. I'm actually on the MRT and I'm heading back uh, home on a Sunday after teaching a younger girl, which I just told you guys about in my previous podcast that she disappeared and whatnot, right? So I'm listening and here's Eric Thomas. He's at the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers is a national football league team. Now, normally there are 50 something players on the team, but there were only about 15 to 25 that showed up to this presentation. Eric Thomas goes to these places because, well, you know, coaches, people get in contact with him. And so the coach knows that his team is reeling, meaning his team is on the decline. There is nothing that they could do right now. And coach is like, man, I need someone to come in and humble these guys. And Eric Thomas is speaking. You guys will be able to find that. Just go to Eric Thomas on YouTube. And it's probably one of his last five videos. Uh, probably his last three videos. Well, as a matter of fact, today's like a Friday. So probably last 10 videos, but it's when he's wearing a sweater and it says Carolina Panthers. And he's in a, in a small auditorium, but you're going to see these older gentlemen sitting in the audience listening to him. Some of them are rubbing their faces. Some of them are rubbing their heads. Some of them are completely dejected. Some of them are just disinterested. And Eric Thomas is like, hey, listen, I know you guys are men. Are you guys boys or men? How come you guys aren't responding? How come you're not raising your hands? Are you guys scared? He's putting them in check. Eric Thomas, he didn't have to go to the Carolina Panthers to give a, a, a motivational speech to a bunch of guys who are a bunch of losers. You guys are like, what do you mean losers? Well, they suck. The team is terrible. And you know what? The culture of the team reflects what's going on, you know, uh, with the head coaches all the way up to the owners. 
So we need to be, you know, you guys need me a hell of a lot more than I need you. It's kind of like how he was saying it, so to speak. And he said, you know what? I want to ask you guys a question. When you were in high school, you had that dog in you, that intrinsic motivation. You would have done whatever it took to get to this position, to make this league, to make all the millions of dollars that you do and that you possess in your bank accounts. When you were in college, you knew that there were possibly another 120 division one schools, okay? So you're vying for, you're literally vying for 10 spots on a team where there are possibly 2,000 to 4,000 different, um, different athletes who are going out for that same position. It's like trying to get a job in India. It's impossible, right? And as he's, you know, speaking, he's like, but once you made the league, you just don't give a damn anymore. You don't. Guys, you can see this in any professional sports out there, except NHL. I really don't know about NHL and baseball. I don't really consider that a sport. They just do a lot of swinging, that's all. So no offense to anyone out there, of course, in America. And Japan, I know you guys are really big on baseball, but just saying. Some of them, maybe you guys are very disciplined out there, especially. But in America, they're just a little bit overweight. So anyways, uh, going back to that presentation, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, how do these guys have the audacity to just sit there with the look on their face like, Psh, I make millions of dollars. I don't have to answer to you. See, with that type of motivation, with that type of attitude, you lose that life completely. This is why I don't deal with people anywhere up there, and I never will. Because you can't teach someone who doesn't want to be taught. You take that whole pack of herd of horses, that room of horses, if they're a bunch of horses and there's like 25 of them, man, they would walk away in opposite directions. They wouldn't listen to you worth a damn. And so what I'm trying to say here is, is I think there needs to be something bigger than money. That's what I'm trying to say. Because if you take away the money, would any of them be there? Absolutely not. They only went there because they needed to get their parents out of the neighborhoods they were in or, or whatever it may have been. But for them to just sit there and just be like, you know, tossing their heads from left to right, I'm like, dude, that is unbelievably disrespectful. And it's sickening to see that. And so if we look at the World Cup, they do it for their country. Ronaldo, not so much. Ronaldo, you can see that. I mean, again, yes, he gets hat tricks and stuff for Portugal. They made the World the Euro Cup and everything. They won the Euro. But you could tell that he doesn't really do it for the fans. He just does it for the money. He talks about women and cars. Doesn't he have a wife? But anyways, do you, want, do you understand what I'm saying? There has to be a bigger picture. I've always envisioned myself running in front of a crowd of Puerto Rican people, then cheering me on, the nation on, to win the 4 by 400 and to take down the mighty Americans. I've always envisioned myself doing that. And you know what? Especially the motivation that I have from 2005 and failing at the Sunrise Regional Championships. Yeah, that's the type of motivation I always carry with me when I'm on that last 100 straight when I'm barreling down the streets of Bangkok to, to try to beat, my, to, to beat my personal record. And so I always keep that in mind. And you know what? I always envision interviewers coming up to me in front of all those people and asking me questions and saying, this has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with the people and the stands and the people back home who have suffered and who have gone through the hurricanes and have done through this and that. You know what I mean? Like, it's much bigger than me. When Golisi, the South African Rugby World Cup captain of the South African team, 
He said he, – he didn't talk anything about the game. He didn't speak about the game. He talked about everyone back home in South Africa. He didn't care about the money. He cared about South African people. See, when you set aside the money and you do it for people, you are a leader beyond a leader. And that's why he is my favorite athlete in the world just because, well, he does it for the people. And so, guys, that's one of the most – again, that, that's a sentence that I wanted to break down. Um, another sentence would be um, – what is it? Oh my God, there was a really good one. Uh, should take the prize money. Parents should avoid being too protective of the children in team sports. Again, in team sports, that's very controversial. Um, again, you're going to have to learn along the way. Uh, just because, just because. In team sports, you have to uh, the, the your children have to learn how to become leaders in team sports. Children have to learn how to exist amongst other people and to exist with them in team sports. There are so many factors that are factored into a team sport. That's why I love track and field because it was me versus me. However, when it came to college, I just felt like there was too much negativity. I felt like sitting in a room with all these other you know, uh, all these other African-Americans on the team, no disrespect to my African-Americans, but it just felt like there was just so much animosity. There was so much hate that was spewing out of all of them. It, it should have been a brotherhood. It should have. Even with the cross-country runners from all around the world, from Sudan, from Zambia, from Kenya, some of the greatest runners I've ever seen, some of them went on to join Olympic teams in Israel and in their native country. Yeah, I used to run with them. But I just felt like at the end of the day, there was just too much hate amongst us. So when, a, when what it was supposed to be a team ended up not being a team anymore, that's when everything just fell flat. And that's when, you, you know, that's when I say, you know what, I can't do this anymore because, you know, track and field used to be fun. And I felt that camaraderie while I was in high school. But when I came into college, it felt like everyone was against me and I just didn't want to be around any of those people. You know, they would say bad things. They would say, you're slow, you're stupid, you're this, you're that. And I'm like, my goodness, what has happened to this country? <laughs> you know what I mean? What has happened? No, what has happened to my people? And so, guys, that's what leadership is. And that's what I'm doing now today, using my voice to figure out and try connecting the dots to see what has happened behind me. So I could go forth and say, okay, well, these are the mistakes that I probably won't make any, well, obviously I won't make them anymore if I consider them to be a mistake. And so now, guys, these are some things to consider. When it comes to children and sports and, you know, sports in general, I just think that the identity of a nation and who you're doing it for is far bigger. If I broke a barrier, just as Kenya had broken a barrier, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Elliot had broken the two hour barrier in the marathon. He said at the very end, he said, it obviously wasn't for money. He didn't even speak about money. He said it was, it was to give hope to everyone. See, that's when you set sports aside and you do it for the image of humanity. That's right. Representing an idea. 
that's when you become far bigger than anything out there that exists. Go ahead. You can follow all the wonderful stars out there. Hey, if you find that they are influential, fantastic. But when you set that aside and you do something for, so for someone that's far greater than anything out there, oh yeah, you will be remembered and you start and you begin to build a legacy. So with that being said, guys, sentences, you have different things. We're going to do the listening kicking off on Monday and we're going to discover what Cornell notes are on Tuesday. So stay tuned for that. And of course, as always, man, I am your host, Arsenio. Let this sink in and let this provoke your thoughts over and out.